Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. It's just a tiny little minute, but our eternities all wrapped up in it. And you know, if you listen to this show every week, that I start every show with that minute, God's minute. And I am grateful for that minute. It was written by Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays, who was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. And he taught Dr. King that poem, as well as a few others that inspired him to go on and do his life's work. So when I was new in this speaking and self-help and self-development career, I became a mentee of Dr. Mays, not in person, by his works, by his writings, by his audios, by his minutes, by his videos. And that became a minute that I've used since then over almost 30 years. So I start every show with that God's minute. And then I start every show with this, taking a moment to give God some glory, to thank him not because this show is now the number one self-help show in America on Sirius XM or the podcast is doing great or the tours and the books. No, they are all nice derivatives. I am grateful, most importantly, for life and strength and health. I am grateful for family and I am grateful for friends. And today I've got a friend on who you all know. In fact, she could have written the book, a setback is a set up for a comeback. She could have written that book. And I could have just been a contributing author because she is a tremendous story about turning setbacks into comebacks and a story about doing it without giving up on your faith and staying true to your principles. She was a teenager who was able to get on a radio station in her hometown and she was good and she has been on radio for numerous years but in the process she's had setbacks she's been fired over 13 times she has been uh, challenged to change her name when program directors tell her that ain't gonna work that name's not gonna work change your name uh, she's been she's she's been through a number of abusive and unfaithful relationships. She has lost 
family member. She's lost two children. She has had setbacks, but she has turned them into incredible comebacks. Let me tell you who she is. You know who she is. She is America's most popular radio personality, the most listened to woman on the radio across the United States. Her self-titled program, radio program, boasts an estimated 9 million listeners nationwide. She has been inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame, the National Associated Broadcasters Broadcasting Hall of Fame. She has been uh, earned a National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Award and a Network Syndicator Personality of the Year and a Gracie Award. And she is the founder of Point Hope, an NGO that champions forgotten children, particularly those in Ghanaian communities. And I could go on. She has the mother of 13 children, 10 of them adopted, and she is a woman of faith. And I'm honored to have her on my show, the ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Delilah. Delilah, are you there? Wow. <laughs> wow, Dr. Willie, you make me sound, uh, sound all that, but you, want, you miss the, the most important qualification that allows me to be here. All right. I am a sinner saved by Yes, a sinner saved by grace. I am a sinner saved by grace, and that is what I, I can brag on the most, because you aren't going to meet anybody who's a bigger sinner. <laughs> well, you have a new book called One Heart at a Time, Delilah, the inspiration, inspiring journey of the most listened to woman on the radio. And folks, I have read this book, and I will start... At the end, believe it or not, I'll start at the end because there's a piece in here that just blessed me so much. And it's on page 224. It says, there may not be a win-win, may not be a, be a win to counter every loss or hardship we experience in life. But there's always a comeback. <laughs> Don't count your losses in life. Count your comebacks. There's a verse in the Bible that says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. By this alone, you can take comfort in knowing your path has always been, already been paved and your comebacks have already been designed. You were not created for failure. Let that seek in your heart for a minute. Every life, short as it may be, has a purpose on this planet. And every person and encounter on this planet probably has a purpose in your life. <laughs> that now you talk about good stuff. Now that's what I call good stuff. Okay, I gave them the thumbnail. Let me hold. I gave them the thumbnail sketch. Who you are, where you came from. But you're from a little town. Tell them about you. Who you are, where you came from, Delilah. Uh, I was I was born on the Oregon coast. My parents, uh, Dick and Wilma Luke. I was their second child. I was actually my father's fourth child. He had two children before he met my mother that we never, never knew about. It was his, his deep, dark secret and wow. shame that consumed him. Uh, I've since met them. They're lovely, lovely people and uh, very, very good-hearted people. But even though we lived probably less than 20, 25 minutes away from each other, we never knew about each other. Wow. Um, so raised uh, on the Oregon coast, uh, Small area, small town, 
Uh, when I was nine, my father lost his eyesight, and we moved from the country from a big farm that we rented. My folks paid 50 bucks a month to rent a 100-year-old farmhouse. On wow. A, yeah, how's that? On a, um, it was a, a milk farm, a dairy farm. And mom worked out a deal with the owner where she would take over the milking in the morning in exchange for rent. So uh, from my earliest memories, I was in a barn loving the smell of milk and the cows and I got to feed the calves from a bottle in calving season, so dirt is in my blood. And then we moved to Reedsport, a little town of 3,000, when I was nine. I spent a year living with my grandparents on the farm and then moved up when I was 10. And uh, graduated high school, already in radio. I started radio when I was very young and um, left home the day I graduated. Said, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. (laughs) uh, It's been an incredible, incredible journey since. Wow. Wow. Well, I gave him a quick synopsis. You've been you've been fired 13 times. One time while you were seven months pregnant. Yeah, with baby Shayla, who's now got a baby of her own. Wow. Wow. So how do you go through these firing, these setbacks when people uh, terminate you sometime without cause. Just, you know, just it, it's not personal. It was just economic. My whole career was started because I got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine when I was a nightclub singer and started giving little speeches to kids about staying away from drugs. And that's where I found my voice and from the kids, the little kids, the bigger kids, high school kids. And I started doing that and did a PBS special for youth and it did well. And, and that's how I started speaking. But I've gotten fired once and I had to leave my job once when they would not let me speak as part of my job. And they said, you got to stop speaking. And I, I said, I'd rather speak than have this job. Now, that's two little things. You're 13. I mean, wow. <laughs> Well, a couple of times I deserved it. A okay. couple of times I earned those firings. Okay. Um, I was young, I was foolish, I was headstrong, and I was a bad driver. And I was driving a news car that had the call letters plastered all over it because I was doing traffic reports, and I was driving um, a little too fast. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and so I would take care of the tickets thinking, okay, I'm, I'm covered here. I didn't realize they would send the information to whoever the car was registered to. Ay, 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 yes. Ay, ay, ay. So a few times uh, I, I deserved it. Um, at least that time I certainly deserved it. Yes. But other times uh, I had a program director uh, who has since passed on, but he told me he was moving me from the 7 to midnight shift uh, to the overnight shift, which I was okay with because I was going to college and that would work too. And he said, and I'm cutting your pay uh, almost in half. Wow. And I said, oh, no, but here's, here's where the problem exists because I'm supporting myself. I'm sending money home to my mom. You can't cut my pay. You know, if you want to take away the good hours, that's okay. I'll work the all night, but you're not going to cut my pay. And he said, well, if you have a problem with that, why don't you come by my apartment when you get off the air in the morning and we'll talk about it? That wasn't too good. That was, uh, that was not too good. Yeah. I said, no, I, I will come to your office and we will have a conversation. And he said, well, you can come to my office 
and get your vinyls back in. Wow. Wow. So some of them were set, uh, some of them, as I like to write in the book, uh, self-made setbacks, and some of them were thrust upon you. Yes. Most of them thrust upon me. Yes. Um, but 100% of the time, and I didn't know this before I found my faith, but 100% of the time it was actually God protecting me. Yes. And closing doors that needed to be closed so that he could then open doors that needed to be opened. Wow. That's exactly right. In the, in the early stages, stages, the early days, uh, Willie, I didn't recognize that. I just, you know, cried and I cry for a minute and nurse my wounds and then I get mad and then I get even. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, fine, I'll go across town and I'll just take all my ratings with me. Um, and I'm still that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I do write in the in the book that uh, the best success is mass, uh, the best revenge is massive success. So that's okay, you know, that's okay that that you say, well, I will, I will, I will not uh, physically come against you. I'll just be so successful that I will prove that you were you were mistaken in making that decision. Um, but I think a couple things that came to mind. You you said that uh, you were uh, in a position where you just had to. Trust your faith. And, you know, um, I, one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, 28. Says, for we know, comma, all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Now, what I love about that is the for we know part, because he could have just given a definitive statement, say, all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according. But he said, for we know. And how do we know? Well, we know because of what we've gone through in the past, that we've learned something that will help us in the future. And so that is why I think you saw your book is so profound and so powerful. The book is called, folks, One Heart at a Time by Delilah. We're going to come right back after this break. We're going to talk more about her story, her inspirational story, and the lessons you can learn from it that will change your life. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources and get 
on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and you are on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And I'm excited to have you on today as my listeners, wherever you are, coast to coast, border to border. And I recently learned when I was in Canada uh, that people in Canada catch it in Canada. We were in Toronto. I was speaking for my friend Rhonda Best at Neighborhood Realty. And people there at the event said, we listen to you. So thank you so much, wherever you may be in the world I appreciate you. Well, my guest today, for those in America and probably all over the world because of, of Internet, can catch her Monday through Friday. I, I, and, and some places, are you on Saturday somewhere? I am. Yeah. So I, I'm not live on Saturday and Sunday, but in many cities, they carry the show seven days a week. We okay, good. Well, for those who are listening, you know that voice. You know that voice from... Radio across America. My wife loves that voice, and I listen to that voice. She has a new book. It's called One Heart at a Time, Delilah. Delilah, I'm so grateful for you being on and, and being able to spend time with the listeners. Uh, where can they get the book, Delilah? Tell us all about where they can get book, all about you, uh, anything that you might want to share with uh, uh, millions of folks across the, around the world. Well, if you would like an autograph book, you can order it uh, for a donation to Point Hope. Just go to pointhope.org, and then you can say, Delilah, this is for my mom, or this is for my sister, or this is for myself. Tell me who it's for, and I will send you an autograph copy. If you don't want to wait for the autograph copy and you just want to read it today, you can go on Amazon. You can go to uh, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. And if you would like to hear me reading it to you, uh, audible.com will give you the free audio version if you sign up for Audible. Wow. So, lots of ways to find it. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Now, let me start with this. Where I made so many little places in this book where I have had to take my pen out and just start making notes. And uh, you have had some setbacks. Um, I mean, a number of setbacks. One, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start. <laughs> we start with the multiple divorces. Yeah, yeah, where do we start? <laughs> where are we going to start? Well, uh, I think we'll start with the fact that your dad turned his back on you when you married an African-American man and said he disowned you. I mean, that's a big, you know, that's a big problem. Now, of course, part of it was this was a dad who who could go be nice and then just be really not nice. 
And you felt for your mom, and she and the family were on pins and needles sometimes. But you were able to get past that, and you had your first child with your first husband, even though you found there soon thereafter that he was not faithful, the husband was not faithful. Yet you had this little chocolate baby, and you're, at, you're not chocolate. And people would ask, is that your baby? And you love that baby. He's now a very successful father and husband and police officer, I believe. The best father I have ever met, Barnett. Wow. Yeah, wow. He's amazing. he's amazing. Good, kind police officer has four biological children, and he and his wife are adopting a fifth baby. Um, just the joy, the delight, and and the reward of my life. I, when I had Sonny, I thought, uh, Willie, I thought I was the best parent God ever made. I yeah. really did, because he never got sick. He never got in trouble. I never had to discipline him. He never talked back. He never once got in trouble at school. I thought, man, what, what are y'all doing wrong? Did I do it so right? Did I got this perfect child? Well, you know, somebody said the first one is a lure that God gives you for the next one. <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick. It's a good fishing lure. It's a trick. That poor fish thinks, wow, I'm going to take that bait. It's a trick. So I, I longed for more children. I longed for that sweet, sweet baby. And, and then I had Shayla, uh-huh. who is as stubborn as the day is long. <laughs> and she's so pretty. She gets away with it. Like, she's got this beautiful little sweet little face and these little pouty lips. And, and But she sets her mind to something from the time she was born. Forget about it. There's no talking her into it. There's no beating it out. No. You just, Shayla is going to get her way no matter what. Wow. Then I had Zach. Yes. Who was trouble from day one. If there was a way to break something, he would find it. If there was a way to to defy me. (laughs) To get hurt. uh, The tree. Story, he hits the himself. The squirrel, the flying squirrel. Oh, yeah. Lord. Breaks his skull. Uh, fractures. Uh, um, just amazing. One issue after another. Um, you, you've you just been able to, to go through these challenges. And then to go through the, the family challenges she talks about, as well as the career. I love this career point. I'm going to give you this one. And then we're going to talk about uh, one program director insisted I change my name. Delilah. Sounded like a stripper's name, he said. I thought I laughed on that one. From now on, we're going to call you on the air, Kelly Starr. Yeah, like that doesn't sound like a... Right, (laughs) right. No matter how many times I've been told no or told what to say or what image to project on or off the air, I've stuck to my guns and followed my dreams to the life that I get to live today. I'm so blessed and grateful to have been born in the country I was born in, where women have rights and freedoms, and we can get some choices for itself. And and you're going to talk about how you refuse to to give in on your uh, to, to to minimize or to abdicate your dreams. Talk to people who might be struggling, and people are trying to make them leave their dreams or make them uh, feel less than. Tell them about the power that you found in this process. Well, I believe 
that we are not an accident, Dolly. Mm. We are an on purpose. Mm. We might have been an accident in our parents' planning, uh, but every human being is uh, an eternal being wrapped in skin. And we are an on purpose. And I talk about this in the book that, that I believe that God gives all of us different qualities, skills, gifts, uh, intuitions in different measurements. Right. So that nobody is identical to the next person. Right. We're all unique. And he gives us those gifts and talents and skills and insights to you. And when we get a setback, that's all that is. It's like going to a gym. When you go to a gym, you've got to increase the weight. Right. If you want to build the muscle. And when you're doing your, your lovely assistant there was telling me about yoga, when you're learning yoga, you've got to stretch a little further right. each day to see the success. And in life, God puts us through exercises or allows us what we see as a setback, which is really nothing more than increasing the weight right. or stretching beyond that yoga stretch that we're used to. And, and so he's preparing us for something better. So when, when you can identify what it is that you passionately love, what your gifting is, whether it's music or writing, maybe it's painting or drawing, maybe you're an engineer and you love to figure out problems and find solutions. When you take that great gift and use it to meet the world's need or a person's need, that's where the magic happens. Wow. That's exactly right. Uh, folks, I just am inspired by the book and inspired by her story. I'm inspired, and the word inspiration for those who know and who maybe heard me speak, is to breathe anew. And it's the inspiration and the enthusiasm, which is the God within, that gives us power. And so I am so inspired by her breathing anew into each of us through the book, through her radio show, and then the enthusiasm she has that she allows to come to the outside, even in the midst of some really tough, tough moments. She could have given up. Many people know, if you read the Chicken Soup for the Christian Soul book, I'm on the front cover with Joyce Meyer and Tony Campola. In that book is a story that I share about how I lost my mother, my brother, and my father-in-law in 30 days in 2003. And how by the grace of God, he gave me such a wonderful uh, miracle to give me hope and let me know they're good, they are fine, and they are sitting with Jesus. But she's lost her brother and sister-in-law in a plane crash, her dad to, uh, in his, not even hitting 60, her mom to cancer, and two children, one to uh, who was died of uh, sickle cell anemia, and one was so depressed that he took his own life. These are these are things that, when I read them, I just I gasped each time because I know how I felt when I lost my mom, and then 25 days later my brother, and then eight hours later my father-in-law. But to have these kind of losses, how do you get through those, Delilah? Well, my brother was the first person, uh, Matt and his wife, Anne, the first people that I 
ever knew intimately. Yes. You know, that was a, I had lost a couple of friends in school. We lost a young boy when we were like nine or ten. That went to our school. We lost a girl uh, in our graduating class. We had leukemia. So those hurt. But Matt and Anne were the first people in my inner circle that I lost. Yes. And that circumstance is what drove me to to my faith. Mm. It first drove me crazy. I had a series of sad things happen in a very short time. I lost my brother. My husband moved in with his girlfriend. And wow. I lost my job. Wow. Within just a few months. And it really, I, I, I remember the night like it was yesterday. I cried out. I said, God, if you exist, I need to know. Because if you don't make this very clear, I can't. I can't go on. Right. And I had a plan, and I knew what I was going to do. I just, and it wasn't that I wanted to die. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. Mm. And mm. the next day, a peace came over me, Dr. Jolly, that I can't even begin to explain. The room was filled with Stardust. Hold that thought right there. I, that's a great place for me to take a break for station identification. Folks, she's telling the story. Don't go nowhere. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with Delilah. You're telling a story about how you were changed and given hope in the midst of some really deep despair. So you, your brother passes and, and, and your sister-in-law in a plane crash. Well, so first off, we didn't know that they had died. They oh. disappeared. Wow. They were coming. My brother is the only part of my family, the only person in my family at the time. My younger brother and sister still lived at home, so they had no say. But my grandparents, my parents, everybody turned their back on me when I married George, my first husband. Right. Who's, now, for those who are just joining us, they turned their back because he was African-American, she was Caucasian, and they said, wow, we're not going to love you no more. Bam. Wow. They said, if, if you are going to embarrass our family like this, wow. go against everything we taught you, mm. uh, then we can't have anything to do with it. Wow. They taught you some not good stuff, obviously. <laughs> well, they were taught not good stuff. Yeah, that's right. They were taught. That was, a, that was part of a cultural uh, uh, mindset, but thank God you didn't uh, uh, accept that. Because one thing I can say about you, and I'll say this to everybody right now, when you read the book, you'll realize she's colorblind. Many of you know I'm colorblind. 
And I have friends who are black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Latino, gay, straight. I got every kind of friend there is who comes to my house for dinner, and I love them all. She is the she's uh, she's beyond that because she's globally colorblind. So go ahead. They they've turned it back on you. Go ahead, and then you're telling the story. And and so my brother and his wife did not. Matt was one of the 16 people that came to our wedding. He gave me away, and he loved George. Wow. Everybody who eventually met George loved George. Unfortunately, some other women did. (laughs) (laughs) He could not help himself. Right. There you go. (laughs) So smooth and so, so, so charming. Yes. But my brother and his wife were flying from Loma Linda Air Force Base in California where my brother was an officer to Seattle to meet their uh, nephew, their godson. I had asked Matt to be his godfather. And their plane was lost in a storm. And it was several years before we actually found out what happened. Mm. So they took off. They had contact with uh, a tower in Roseburg, Oregon. They said, the storm's closing in. We're going to get below the clouds. We're going to follow the river to the coast, and we're going to put down in North Bend, Oregon, where my grandparents live. And they never showed up. Wow. My grandparents and my mom were at the airport. They waited all day. They waited all night. They never showed up. Mm. And the tower couldn't contact them. So literally, we did not know what happened. Wow. And that heartbreak of losing the, Matt and I were only a year apart, losing the person that I had been raised like a twin with who had never turned his back on me, who was my best friend. Yes. And his beautiful wife brought me to this place where I couldn't go on. Mm. And I cried out and I said, God, if you exist, because I was frantically searching. I was going to every medium, every spiritualist, uh, you know, yep. Ramtha, I was desperately trying to connect with the other world to find out where my brother was. Yes. Um, and a peace came over me in my bedroom. I slept for the first time since, since he disappeared. I got up the next day, I went to the market, I came back and there was a little red Bible under my windshield wiper. Wow. There, I looked up and down the street. There was not another one on another car. Wow. And when I opened it, it said, Jesus loves you. Wow. Wow. I fell out. I fell. I, I, was on, I was on the ground crying with my baby in my arms. And that was it. That was the beginning of the most amazing journey that I can't even begin to describe. God has taken me to the tops of the mountains. He's been with me in the depths of the valleys. And if it weren't for the fact that I know that I know that I know that he loves me, that my boys are safe with him, that they're with their uncle and their aunt, that my parents have been forgiven and redeemed. If I didn't know that, I would, I would be crazy. Right. Wow. What a great story, folks. Whether you believe or not. Now, you know, many people know I start every show with talking about God. And I say, if you don't believe, I'm not trying to convert you. But I do want you to know what gets me through, where my strength comes. It's through my faith in God. And the Lord has blessed me from being a broke singer to becoming one of the top speakers and number one radio show and the books. 
And Delilah is a great example because she has had setback after setback. You read it in this book. And yet, at the end of every chapter, she just gives God glory. Even through the storms and the challenges, the, 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 the husbands who have not been faithful, who have not been... Uh, well, only one. Only, only one, one was not faithful. The rest of them were just, <laughs> were just dumb because they, they didn't stay with you. Well, whatever the reason was, <laughs> they were just dumb. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I, I said the first one, I always say George had a short term memory problem. He kept forgetting who his wife was. <laughs> um, I loved him something awful. Awesome. I still love him. God has called him home, but he was, uh, he was larger than life. He was my first true love, and he loved me to the best of his ability. Yes. Um, but he had addictions, he had demons that he couldn't. He couldn't get the victory over. Oh my gosh! Let me tell. Let let me. You 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 brought some I, I, I earmarked. Hold on, I got you. Just, I was going to skip this and get to the other, but you just brought a piece that I thought was so profound in your book, and it's a piece about addictions and the abuse is not the alcohol; it's the family that you're abusing. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a power. Alcoholics love their alcohol. They don't abuse alcohol. Yes. They nurture it. They baby it. They wrap it in in purple velveteen bags. Right. Hide it everywhere. They love their alcohol. It's their family they abuse. That's right. So she goes through these challenges, folks. And let me read one of the, on page 152, the last page of this chapter says, "Um, have you ever considered that the hurts in your past are meant for something greater than you? God hurts with you. He didn't, nor doesn't, want bad things to happen to you. But he's here. He, but here's the real interesting fact. God can redeem anything and anyone at any time. Your pain and suffering of the past can be healed. And not only that, it can be used to heal others. Have you ever stopped to consider how someone else may need your story? That, I had to underline that line. That's exactly the point of this book. In case you forgot, changing the world one heart one story at a time. That means you telling your story of redemption and offering hope to the next person going through some tough times. You know, that moved me, and that's why I had to, to underline it. I heard uh, Bishop Curry, who did uh, the wedding for the royals, say something. He has a new book, and he talked about love. And he said, the, 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 the difference of love is not hate. No, I mean, the opposite of love is not hate. It's a derivative of the opposite. The opposite is self-centeredness, where I'm, I'm focused on me and me only. And if we think about the people who have changed our lives through the course of our lives, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a preacher, whether it be a parent, whether it be a friend, the people who changed our lives were the ones who went beyond themselves to give something to us, whether it's time, whether it's input, whether it's advice, whether it's a hug, whether it's just a, a thought, a prayer. They did it not because they were doing it for them. They did it for Someone other than them. So the difference and the opposite of love is not hate, but self-centeredness. And you, you talk about this so thoroughly. Look, let me tell you something about you, Miss Delilah. You love people. You love people and you love giving. You're a real giver. You, you go to Ghana three, four times a year. 
you have a, you've set up a, 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 is it an orphanage or is it a, tell me about Point Hope. So in Ghana, West Africa, we started working in a refugee camp. And since we have expanded to several other refugee camps and to some villages that uh, are underserved, that have no resources and no help. And our slogan is real simple. We endeavor to be a voice for forgotten children. Uh, here in the U.S., we work with foster care kids. In Ghana, we work with um, – our, our mission is to help children. But in order to help a child, you have to help the whole community. You right. have to help the family, and you have to help the whole community. Because feeding a child, if you are not then, you know, giving the mom job skills so she can stop prostituting or finding and identifying the father and encouraging him to be active in the child's life, if you're not doing those things – so the child might be fed for a day, but the long-term uh, outcome is not going to be good. So we try to empower the whole community, Dr. Jolly. And what we do is it's called 12 by 12. We have 12 different focus, uh, food, water, clean water, uh, health care, education, job skills. We have 12 different areas we work in in communities to empower the community so they can become self sustaining, not dependent upon Point Hope or anybody, but able to fulfill the mission that God has for each individual within that community. Wow. Okay, so I want to stop right here and tell you to people, uh, do you, if you want to be a support to Delilah in this effort, she has adopted into her home children from Ghanaian refugee camps. She's uh, adopted 10 children, all colors. And no, just one color. Oh, one color. <laughs> well, different um, shoes of color. That's maybe what I meant to say. Because we've got, so yeah, different tones. I, uh, the first kids I adopted were out of our foster care system. Okay. Which gave me insights into just how deplorably broken it is and how children of color, uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you how deplorable the situation is. Right. So we are trying to bring awareness and bring resources and change the laws to save kids here in the U.S. Uh, and then I started working in Africa, and I really didn't think I would adopt any more kids. But that wasn't my purpose. I, I only set out to adopt one, and, uh, and God just kept bringing me more and more orphans who needed a forever family who had illnesses or um, situations that they needed special help with. Yes. And so... Um, well, if somebody wants to bless you and be a partner with you in this effort, where can they go and where can they learn more and maybe make a donation? Uh, pointhope.org. Point pointhope.org. You can see all of our um, all of our different projects. You can see a million pictures. You can see what we do, why we do it, how we do it. We, uh, like I said, we want everything to be self-sustaining. The, the model in the past has been for charities to go in and create dependencies. That doesn't help anybody. We, want, we go into communities and try to create independence so that when we pull out, they are better off than when we got them. That's the, that, and that's the, the, the power of self-sufficiency and how you can make a difference that 
will continue after you leave. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We're going to take a quick break. we got one more segment with Delilah, and I want you all to stay tuned because we're going to talk about some of the lessons she's learned in writing the book as well as lessons in her life that can help you have greater success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. I've had enough ups and downs But Lord, since I've met you Since I've met you All that's changed in the blink of an Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire. WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come.
And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for those who are just joining us, uh, we've got a special guest, Delilah. And for those, uh, we've been getting emails from people about the marriage book. Many of you know that the marriage book now is getting ready to go into a second printing. Uh, make love, make money, make it last. I, I tell people in my speeches, I'm a newlywed. June 28th of next year, I will celebrate 34 years of marriage. We're just getting started. Uh, and uh, 34 years, and we haven't had an argument in over 30 years. Now, when I was on a TV show in Portland, Oregon, a lady said, you've never argued. I said, I didn't say that. I said, we haven't had an argument in 30 years. Those first couple of years were like World War III. <laughs> but we learned some principles from some wise teachers and mentors that changed our lives, changed our marriage, and we got some systems that worked. And we put them in the book. The book has taken off, and so many people now are saying how it is helping them. So go to jollymarriage.com, folks. Get your free chapter. Go to jollymarriage.com. Get your free chapter. And I'm glad y'all are sending us emails and asking. My special guest is Delilah. For those who don't know, I can't imagine anybody in America or anybody who's listening not knowing. She's America's most popular radio uh, personality female in, in America. She's she has millions and millions of listeners, including my wife and myself. When even, even when we travel, we listen to Delilah. She's a Hall of Famer. She has been uh, awarded every kind of award, is, and she is a person who not only has a heart, she gives her heart. That's what is powerful. She don't just have a heart. And so the book is called One Heart at a Time, Delilah, and each chapter talks about something of heart, a heart restored, a heart beckoned, a, a determined heart, an obedient heart, a heart that serves, a heart that is free, an empowered heart, a wounded heart, a heart redeemed, a heart that embraces, a connected heart, a heart that endures, a strengthened heart. Woo! This is so good. Where can they get this book, Delilah? Everybody, every folks, y'all need this book. Everybody who's listening, go get this book. Go get I can't tell you. I, I've read it. My wife said, we're not finished. She said, you are really fired up about that book. I said, it is so good. It is so good. It is a phenomenal piece of, 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 of literature. Where can they get it? Uh, they can order an autograph copy from pointhope.org for a donation to Point Hope. They can get it off Amazon. If you get it off Amazon, please write a review after you're finished with it. You can get it off uh, Barnes & Nobles if you want an audio version. The only part that is not my voice in the audio version is the story about um, Zach, uh, his passing, because I just couldn't. I tried, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it through. Yes. Uh, but the, the audio version is available off audible.com and then I just have one request that once you're finished with it give it away amen pass it on to somebody else bless them with it so leave it on your bookshelf just give it away amen because people are going to be blessed by it in a mighty way, I was blessed. Now, uh, one thing I do in every show, Delilah, before we go back to to the book and the lessons learned, because they'll get to them, I always take a moment and say, if you were in a college class of young business, aspiring business people, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and they wanted a few quick tips of what it would take to be successful in life and in business. Give me a couple of things. How you went from fired 13 times to begin to get syndicated, uh, uh, the most listened to woman on radio. Give them a couple tips. Number one, don't go in debt. Mm. 
my first tip to any young person is do not. Credit cards are sent out to young people. They try to get you addicted to that instant gratification. Do not go in debt. Learn how to cook top ramen. Uh, learn how to shop sales. Learn which restaurants have a happy hour so you can buy a, a glass of ice water and sit there. Absolutely. Do not go in debt. Got it. Because once, once you go in debt, you have to work for the man. Mm. You're, you're, you're working to pay back that debt, and it's always got interest. It's always got interest, and you are not free to say, I'm going to be true to myself. No, I will not come to your apartment this morning and, and discuss my contract. When you are so far in debt that you're worrying, you're fussing, you're trying to figure out, okay, do I pay the car payment or do I pay the boat payment? or do Then you don't have choices. You don't have options. You have painted yourself into a corner. Right. And if you walk across that fresh paint, you just ruined all the work you did. Right. So my dad taught me. My dad had a lot of issues, but he had some very, a lot of wisdom in some areas. He taught me, don't go in debt. Right. The minute you go in debt, then you got to bite your tongue and hold your temper and do what they tell you to do. Okay. And and I'm not the kind of person to bite my tongue or hold my temper. You tell me to do something that's foolish, you're going to hear how I think it's foolish. Yes. That said, I also know that God says that we have to submit our authority. Yes. So I have to be willing to get fired if I'm not willing to do something foolish. Right. There you go. And when you go in debt, you, you don't have that option. So the first thing I tell young people is don't go in debt. Okay. The second thing I, I say is if, you're, if, if I'm talking to a group of college kids, I would say, why are you here? Mm. Are you here because this is your dream, this is your vision, this is your passion, or because it's your parents' or your grandparents' dream? Yes. Because I think one of the biggest wastes of time and energy and money is young people sitting in a classroom when they don't want to be there and they have no interest in being there. Wow. Why are you wasting all this money, all this time, all this energy? Go do what you want to do. That was one of the points I was going to bring out in the book is you, you very clearly, without a- actually saying those words, say, follow your dream. You said, I had a dream and, and I, br- I wanted to be syndicated. And I, I kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And some people tried to blow me off, but I kept talking about syndicated, syndicated, syndicated. And now you, your dream is coming to reality because you knew what your dream was. I knew what my dream was. I knew the price I had to pay. I know a lot of people, and I know you do too, uh, in radio who want to be syndicated or want to be successful, but when you say, well, you're going to have to go to a small market, you're going to have to, you know, learn the trade, you're going to have to, they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to leave, you know, St. Louis, this is my favorite city. Right. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to leave here, this is where my mama is. No, 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 I can't. And I'm like, well, there's a price to be paid for success. And in broadcasting, that is you have to learn from the bottom up. If wow. you're not willing to pay that price, then don't say this is your dream. Wow. So I'm, I'm writing three things. Don't go in debt, which I, and I, I put in there on a side point. Learn to be frugal. And then follow your dream. And then uh, be willing to pay the price. Willing, willing to, pay. to pay the price. Wow. And never, ever, ever compromise yourself. Woo! Ever. I, I have a friend who's a, mu- a, a musician, a one of the most talented musicians 
Dr. Jolly, I ever met, and I met him in my early 20s. And I had this dream of radio and syndication and making this show happen. And he had a dream of being this big recording star, and he could have been. He should have been. But he was really good-looking. And so any time he had to make a choice between relying on his talent to open the door or relying on his good looks and charm to open the door, he always took the shortcut. So he would get record contracts or, you know, get his foot in the door by using his charm and leading people to think they were going to, you know, have a relationship. And then it would blow up in his face. Wow. And so, you know, he is playing at Nordstrom when he could have been. He is as talented, I kid you not, as, as Billy Joel or Elton John on the piano. Wow. So, but. Yep. He sold himself short by Don't compromising himself. Don't sell yourself short. Last thing is, we got about two minutes. I'm going to read this quote, and then you, you expound on it uh, for about a minute. It's all planned, my friends, last part of the book. Your stories, your comebacks, and your connections with people. When it comes down to it, simply open your heart to all the possibilities God has in store for you. I want you to know I believe in you. I believe I would like to give you a big hug and say, you got this. I believe your journey, your stories, your battle scars, and your enduring love are uniquely appointed to help change this world for good. One heart at a time. It starts with you. Close me out for next minute, Delilah. I do believe that. I do with all my heart. I believe that God has put us here in this time for a purpose. And that purpose is to use all those experiences, all those setbacks, all those comebacks, to change the world for good so that we can stop fighting, stop hating, stop racism, stop all this nonsense, nonsense. We are all created in the image of of the Most High God. And if you don't believe that, then we're all cosmic accidents that have the same equality about us. we got to stop fighting and start loving one another. Amen. Amen. Folks, I put my list here for people. Don't go in debt. Learn to be frugal. Follow your dream. Be willing to pay the price. Never compromise yourself. Believe in yourself. Be faithful. Love and trust God. My guest today was Delilah. Wow, you are a blessing to this planet. And I'm grateful that I now can call you my friend. And I I am just so honored to have you as my guest. And I want everybody to go get this book. It's called one Heart at a Time, Delilah. Get multiple copies. Get it for all your relatives and be a blessing to others. So this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to thank everybody. Listen next week. We got another great show coming your way. Listen to the podcast uh, on iTunes, iHeartMedia, uh, Stitcher, wherever you get a podcast, The Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways, and go to Jolly Marriage. And for those who have faith messages, go to jollygoodnews.org. You want to hear me at the Crystal Cathedral, the Hour of Power. You can see those messages there. And remember, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going nowhere? Have you maybe come to the conclusion that there's nothing at all that you can?
Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.